This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is a Morning Breath. It's a beautiful, what is it, a Tuesday? October 15th? Yeah, it's good to have you with us here on the program. We are a drive-time devotion that is sure to jumpstart your day. How, you might ask, could it jumpstart your day is by getting into the Scriptures, reading your Bible. And so we take a chapter of the Bible, read it, spend some time in the Word, spend some time with the Lord, and then we uh, come down here to the, what is this called, a radio studio? Yeah, it's our radio studio, sort of a little recording studio atmosphere in here, and we record the program, get it ready, and uh, talk about wherever God uh, leads us in the chapters we read it. And so my co-host today is Pastor Brian Moore. How you doing, Pastor Brian? I'm doing well. Thanks for having awesome. me. Awesome. It's good to be here with you. Yeah, good to have you too. Yeah. So you've been traveling a lot recently? I spent a little time in Guatemala City with Mike and Pat Black. That was an incredible trip. Took some uh, some young apprentices. My wife and I took some apprentices down and got to experience some ministry with them and awesome. speak in their church. And uh, they're, they're doing incredible work and I'm just honored to be a part of it. It's great. Yeah. And so Nick's here today as well, running the board. You went to Guatemala recently too, didn't you? I did. Wow. So you 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 didn't go with the girl apprentices? No, no, no. You went with the guy apprentices? Yeah, we went with the guys. Yeah. And who took who led that team? Pastor Chris Johnson. Pastor oh. Chris Johnson. Boom. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's good to have you guys back. Yeah, it's good to be back and whole yeah. and well and full yeah. of life. Yep, 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 yep. Tell folks how to get involved in Morning Breath, which is full of life. All right. There's a few ways you can get on board with our show. We'd uh, we'd love for you to maybe go to our website, eccc.us. There's a link there that says Morning Breath. It'll take you to a, a chapter list. You'll be able to see what chapters we're, we're headed towards, where we've been. Uh, also a link for a podcast there. Or you could go to the uh, to your app store and uh, download the East Coast app. There's a, Again, there's a link there, which will help you get on board with what chapter we're headed. Or call the church office, 321 452 one zero six zero, and uh, speak with the operator there. If it's after hours, leave your pertinent information, and we will either email you a copy out if you'd like to go that route, or we could snail mail you uh, a copy as well. We would just love for you to get on board with the show and uh, tune into the Word of God and see what God breathes on every day, and, and maybe be challenged, encouraged, and built up by it. That'd be awesome. We'd love to have you there. So we uh, really only have one uh, major announcement that we're given right now. It's the Vieira Fall Movie Night. I mean, next Friday from 7 to 9 p.m. That's October 25th, 7 to 9 p.m. That's going to be at Vieira Church, right? Vieira High School. Yeah? Yeah. So they're going to meet in the, is it the outdoor one again? Yeah, I believe it's a stadium. Very cool. football stadium area. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Is it the first time we've done it at the stadium? I think they've done it in the stadium. They've done it in a little grassy area beside. Yeah, um, I knew they did it in the grassy area beside. People parking their uh, golf carts there, though. Yeah. uh, yeah. yeah, there's all sorts of cool picnic stuff and yeah. golf cart thing going on. And yeah, I don't know. Check out our website. There's more information on our website about that as well. Seven w- to nine p.m. www.wecc backslash events. us right. Uh, d- uh, us then the slash and then oh. the events. But it, you'll find your way there. It'll be good. Wow. Yeah. Slasher. I'd never heard of such a thing. Slashers. Slashers. Yeah. It's not a slasher movie. We do want to say that. It's no. It's family friendly. Lion King, I believe. The new Lion King. The new Lion King. Wow! I saw it. I saw it advertised at the VR campus. This yeah, have you seen the new Lion King? I have not seen the new Lion King, but I saw the old one. I, yeah, I saw the old. One. Yeah, it was about ninety years ago, wasn't it? It was. It was a little back there, in the, yeah. maybe in the early nineties, mid nineties. I think Matt was a teenager then. Mid nineties then, probably. Yeah, so he's getting up about three in the afternoon. Nice. Watching Lion King with my three-year-old. Yes. Yeah. 
Anyway, let's get into it. All right, Matthew 22 today. Yeah, we've got uh, it's a chapter really kind of Jesus on trial in some respects. And we got 46 verses. So I guess uh, there's a break right at 22. I don't know what yours looks like, but I'll read the first 22. You can read the last 24. All right, I'll get you started then. I say unto you, Pastor Dan, read, sir. This is a new King James. And Jesus answered and spoke to them again by parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son and sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding, and they were not willing to come. Again, he sent out other servants, saying, Tell those who are invited, See, I've prepared my dinner. My oxen and fatted cattle are killed, and all things are ready. Come to the wedding. But they made light of it and went their way, one to his own farm, another to his business. And the rest seized his servants, treated them spitefully, and killed them. But when the king heard about, heard about it, he was furious, and he sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burned up their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Therefore go into the highways, and as many as you find, invite to the wedding. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all whom they found, both bad and good. And the wedding hall was filled. Now, excuse me, but when the king came in to see the guests, he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. So he said to him, friend, how do you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, bind him hand and foot, take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called, but few are chosen. Then the Pharisees went and plotted how they might entangle him in his talk. And they sent to him their disciples with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are true and teach the way of God in truth, nor do you care about anyone, for you do not regard the person of men. Tell us, therefore, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, Why do you test me, you hypocrites? Show me the tax money. So they brought him a denarius. And he said to them, Whose image and inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar's. And he said to them, Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. God's, excuse me. When they had heard these words, they marveled and left him and went their way. All right, Matthew 22, verse 23 from New Living. It says, The same day Jesus was approached by some Sadducees, religious leaders, who say there is no resurrection from the dead. They pose this question. Teacher, Moses said, if a man dies without children, his brother should marry the widow and have a child who will carry the brother's name. Well, suppose there were seven brothers. The oldest one married, then died without children. So his brother married the widow. But the second brother also died, and the third brother married her. This continued with all seven of them. Last of all, the woman also died. So tell us, whose wife will she be in the resurrection? For all seven were married to her. Jesus replied, Your mistake is that you don't know the scriptures, and you don't know the, pro- the power of God. For when the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. In this respect, they will be like the angels in heaven. But now, as to whether there will be a resurrection of the dead, haven't you ever read about this, about this in the scriptures? Long after Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had died, God said, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. So he is the God of the living, not the dead. When the crowds heard him, they were astounded at his teaching. But when the Pharisees heard that, all, that he had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met together to question him again. One of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him with this question. 
Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Then, surrounded by the Pharisees, Jesus asked them a question. What do you think about the Messiah? Whose son is he? They replied, He is the son of David. Jesus responded, Then why does David, speaking under the inspiration of the Spirit, call the Messiah my Lord? For David said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies beneath your feet. Since David called the Messiah my Lord, how can the Messiah be his son? No one could answer him, and after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. Ah. Uh, Ah, uh, man. man, boy, that ended a little Sorry. different than mine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's good. New Living uh, is just worded a little bit different. There's one part in there, I, I, um, it made it clear, but I almost think they had to add, add that line to it to make it clear. Verse 31, could you read that again? It says, but now as to whether there will be a resurrection of the dead, haven't you ever read about this in the scriptures? Long after Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had died, God said, I am the God of Abraham. Hey, that wasn't it. It was like, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Does it say long after they were? But concerning the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what was spoken to you saying? Uh, so you're said, read verse 31 again. It says, but now as to whether there will be a resurrection of the dead, haven't you ever read about this in the scriptures? Long after Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had died, God said. Yeah, long God. after they had died, that part isn't, there's no trace of that in the, in the New, New King, King James. James, but that makes it clear what Jesus is saying. And again, I don't know whether that's in the original language, look or not. And that right there is the value, I think, sometimes reading other translations. Sure. You know, because some, some are more transliterations, which is, I think, what the New Living is. It isn't taking an exact verbatim, word for word, translating what the original text said. It is transliterating the meaning of what the original text said. So that's interesting because it just here kind of bluntly says, well, he said, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and you're left to go, well, when did he say that? Yeah. And uh, why is that so important? Well, it's important because he said that after they had passed away, yeah. after they were all dead. And so that's a, that's a powerful point. Anyway, that's interesting. What stood out to you in the chapter, Pastor Brian? You know, I, um, down there towards the end, actually, in the sections that I read down there in 37, 38, 39, it, um, you know, it's, it's really mm. I'm trying to catch Jesus and, yeah. you know, kind of sorting out what, what, what's best of the law, Jesus, you know, like what, what's the best one. And um, he, he makes it very clear what, what's important and uh, maybe the most important. He says this is the first and greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And um, we, we're recently, my wife and I are leading a freedom group, um, which is a, it's a curriculum, it's a discipleship curriculum, it's a tool that we've used in our church for the last, I don't know, five, six, seven years of small group curriculum that um, helps people understand kind of some, uh, I don't know, it's, it's a great filter, I guess, for their, yeah, in their walk with is. Christ to kind of understand some things. And um, one of the principles is about spiritual order and making sure that you're led by the Spirit and not by your flesh and, um, you know, kind of having a filter for you know, back in the day, there were these bracelets like the WWJD bracelets. What would Jesus do? You know, and um, it was a great reminder. It was a great tool for people to walk through life and have a reminder as a filter. What would Jesus do? Right. And um, I was just reminded as, as I read this again that, you know, 
in our day-to-day interactions and, you know, doing life, whether that's at school today or in your workplace, and, you know, to try to sift through how do I do right today? How am I going to accomplish what God would have me do today? It can narrow it down to how am I going to love God with all my heart, my soul, and my strength today? Uh How could I do that? What is a simple way for me to do that? What is that going to look like? And then, you know what? I'm going to love my neighbor as myself. I'm going to look across as I walk through life and love somebody beside me. And if I do those two things well, I've, I've accomplished a whole lot. And that would get my my order of my life, you know, in, in the right, you know, what's at the top and, you know, just kind of looking through my day. I, I literally was sitting down this morning going, you know, what's my day going to hold? And I want to, I want to look and go, you know what, I want to love God well first and yes. in every interaction and in every situation and, you know, making decisions and, you know, the wisdom things that, that, that we get to walk in and all that. I just want to do that well. And then how can we love our neighbor well? And all the rest go taken care of just fine. And so, um, sometimes we make it too hard. It doesn't have to be as difficult or as maybe complex. It's very, he narrowed it down. It went, it's pretty simple here. Just do these things. Now, those are super deep and super thick things that he's saying here, how to do that well and how to be perfect at that. We're never going to be perfect at it, but I don't know. It just, it just stuck out to me to go, you know, let me, let me get things in order today. And this is the order it should be. Let's love God. Well, let's love our neighbor. Well. And, um, you know, there's a principle here about loving yourself. Well, is also that's mixed in there. And I don't know, just a lot of good stuff in three verses. Yeah, it's a practical sort of, um, there, are, there are several things in life that you use to see if it's right. Yeah. Uh, the old-fashioned one in the Bible uses a cornerstone. Yeah. If you want to know if the next stone is right, you go back and measure the cornerstone and make the next stone exactly like it. You don't measure then the next stone by the second stone, you go back to the first stone. And that's kind of what we're saying here in the sense of going back and saying, okay, Lord, I, I just want to come back to that place of loving you and loving people. When this was said, this was like um, the impossible question. Yeah. This was the thing they argued about forever and ever, sort of in Judaism. And here you've got the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Herodians. Everybody's kind of pulling together to kind of test Jesus. And they they hit him with the first test, that the, the um, you know, the the tax thing and the flattery thing and and then they uh, hit them with the resurrection thing and then they come in with this one and there are if I understood this correctly there are six hundred thirteen main laws okay. six hundred thirteen and they, what he's saying is which is the greatest now of those six hundred thirteen three hundred sixty five of them were net negative thou shall not and two hundred and ninety or or forty eight of them were um were you know I guess you'd say affirmative. They weren't necessarily positive, but they were affirmative. And their answer, and this is like the toughest question that's ever been asked of any theologian, and they've argued this forever, and it rolls out of Jesus' mouth. And the thing I liked about that is it just showed you what was in his heart. Yeah, He understood his relationship with his father was such high value. Yeah. He was the one who caught or found going up on the mountain to pray or or spending days in the wilderness or, you know, he always taking time to, the disciples would say, where'd he go? Oh, there, he's over there praying. Let's go ask him that question about which towns are we going to next and, and things of that nature. And it just rolled out of Jesus' heart. The other thing I liked about this is I was, I was trying to, trying to figure out in some ways what he's saying here uh, on one of these levels. It says, he sums this up, says on all these, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. What does that mean, hang all? Yeah. And, and I actually thought 
maybe it means fits into all that if you want to keep all the law and understand all the prophets, you basically have to concern yourself with two things. Yeah. Loving God and loving people well. Yeah. And I, you want to say anything at this point? I can see you, a, you're, you're the, bubbling over there. The, the, thought, the thought of the, uh, you know, just in literally in loving your neighbor, that part is going to summarize the, well, don't commit adultery then. Don't right. steal. Right. And, you know, like that's what I was saying about the depth and the thickness, the richness of what is said in just, you know, maybe 20 words here or something. Yeah. It does. It it summarizes. It holds up all the other stuff because in, in loving yourself, well, then, okay, how are you going to deal with all sorts of pride issues? Or, yeah. You know, you start talking about all there's just pieces of this and you could you could literally live on. Probably these, you know, these five or six little things. It says, "Love this, love your heart, you know, all your heart." Well, how am I going to do that? Well, yeah. all my soul, my mind, my will, and my emotions. Yeah. All of that's got to get in check. My, you know, you start walking through, and there's just such depth and like maybe breadth to that. Like you could chew on this stuff, and you could actually pick apart all the other things. The six hundred and thirteen, if that's the number. Like all of that is in really just kind of four commands here in in two. Really, like you know, yeah, it love fits your heart. in. Yeah. It just like it, they're like a container. Yeah. That that if you'll do these, yeah. all the other ones automatically go yeah. in. Yeah. You know, you can't uh, worship other gods and love the Lord God with all your heart. Yeah. And so, you know, the first commandment, you know, have no other gods before him and all that that type of thing from personal, you know, in your human interaction and in your God interaction. I heard a story one time that I thought was incredibly beautiful, and it was by Dr. Seltzer, and I don't know if you're familiar with him. He was a surgeon— and at, at the age of about 50, 60, I think he was almost 60, he stopped surgery because he was starting to have less dexterity and he didn't want to hurt anybody. He stopped surgery and became a full-time writer. And he would take his stories from surgery and write about wow. them. And some of it he would embellish, and he admitted that, you know. Other times it would it'd be straight up. This one was not embellished, but he said he was standing by the, the bed of a couple, the the lady had had surgery to remove a tumor from her face. And he said, uh, as much as we wanted to remove that tumor without any other damage to her face, <clears throat> we were able to preserve her face and plastic surgery uh, was, was very successful, but we severed the nerve that connected to her lips. And because of that, she, her lips were kind of wry or crooked or, you know, a little smirk, a little uh, almost clownish look to her lips uh, because she didn't have the muscle control that she once did. And as she laid there in the bed, she asked the doctor, Doctor, will, will my face always be like this? And he said, yes, it, it will. We, the nerve was sev- severed and there's no way to fix it. And uh, her husband immediately, and this was a young couple, maybe in their 20s, uh, is her husband immediately said, I think it's kind of cute. And bent down and kissed her. The doctor said, I was standing so close, though, I noticed how he twisted his own lips to match her lips to show her that their kiss still worked. And I felt like that story is such a great picture of what God did for us. God sent his son in our image, our our broken image. God sent his son in that image. He he twisted himself to fit our, our problem and our issue. It's such a beautiful picture of the love of God in this situation. And for me, the only way you can love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength is to actually understand God's love for you. Yeah. We see that in the woman who was, you know, 
cleansed and set free, who comes and pours, you know, oint, uh, the smelly, the good smelling ointment on Jesus and washes it with her hair, his yeah. feet and all that. And Jesus said, you know, she, she was forgiven her. Those, those who are forgiven much love much. And so there's, there's that part of this here. And even loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, I think is impossible as much as keeping the laws impossible unless you see how much God loves you. Yeah. And then that's where you can start to respond to God with all your heart with love. The, the cool part is that he empowers us to do it by the Spirit of God, right? That is, as born-again believers, we have his ability in us to do these things and accomplish these things. That right. It's not an impossible task because he makes it possible in us, right? And um, it's just a great reminder, though, I think, to make sure that the order is right in our lives, that we're not just trying to f- fix all this stuff and just do these these rote things almost that the law can become and go, you know what, I want to be absorbed in loving him well and loving my neighbor well. And uh, ultimately, as much as I love myself, um, to do that well. So I don't know. I I just I was challenged by it. I like it today. Yeah, it's a beautiful picture. And you know, loving your neighbor as yourself could ask maybe the question. It doesn't always doesn't always hit me. I don't like always get up in the morning and say, and which is a great way to get in the morning as you did, Brian, and pray those types of things. I don't always do that. Yeah. But the truth is, we're going to get an opportunity today to either love disrespect, you know, care for, push away, all those things, people in our lives. And when that happens, I want the reaction to be natural in the sense of, I believe you can, the Bible says that you can have your senses trained to discern between both good and evil. I believe you can train yourself to respond in love to people in any situation. Now, it's not easy, and I don't always do it. I'm not always successful in it. You know, sometimes when somebody cuts me off in traffic, I blow the horn at them, or I'm like, well, that's wrong with you. Get out of the way, da 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 all that stuff. But, you know, when I'm, when I'm not impersonalized, and I think there's something impersonal about being in a vehicle, just like there's something impersonal about being on a keyboard yeah. on your computer and you're like a keyboard commando. And you you tell people anything you want when you're not face-to-face with them. But I, I trust God that when I am face-to-face and see people in, in deep need that I, or and in any situation, I pray that he'd help me today to respond in love, to love my neighbor. You know, one of the things about, you, you were mentioning that I've been traveling when I was in Guatemala. You know, you go on a missions trip and, um, <laughs> you know, your purpose, your purpose 24-7 is to go love somebody, love them well, to be, you're a picture of, of Christ to a community. You know, you're you're an example, you're an ambassador, all the things that we would say about those moments. And in those moments where, where we tend to be more sensitive to what's going on around us, we tend to be more sensitive to who's over there and, you know, what's going on. Well, when we're in our car and uh, it's just us, we may be less sensitive. We may we may kind of get into the comforts of uh, of of our life and yeah. uh, and and lose track of the ambassador that we are, well, the good. mission that we're on, and the purpose that we have in this community or in your workplace. And I would just challenge you today: if you're on the way to work today, maybe you would just you know lob up a 
God, God, help me to be on mission today. Help me to be mm-hmm. on purpose today, and uh, that your purpose would fulfill what God's put you there to do. You know, you you don't understand. Uh, we don't recognize the bigness of the moment many times while we're in it. Um, some great pastor told me that one time. Um, <laughs> he shared that with us uh, as a, as a congregation that you know many times we're going through life and we don't recognize the bigness of one moment and uh, loving somebody beside you, caring for somebody beside you. And um, by the grace of God, we get to do this. And uh, I would just challenge you, man, be excited about what God, what God's called you to today. Um, he's, he's got you for such a time as this, that where you're at is not on accident. He put you in the perfect place at the perfect setting. And it may not feel like it all the time, but you know what? You can love God in that midst. You can love your neighbor um, well beside you and just be looking around. Um, walk slow, look around and be, be perceptive of maybe some needs around you. Maybe you go get a cup of coffee today and you'd grab one for somebody else in your cubicle. You know, yeah. maybe simple things. We're not asking you to Good. go over the top with something, but Good. go ahead, Pastor. You said, you said a phrase there in that sentence, walk slowly. Yeah. Just give a 10 second. What's that mean? Yeah, so you know, many times we're we're in such a hurry. We're we got our head down on our phone. We're we're not literally slowly walking through life. I, I don't mean just like you know crawl around, but as you're walking, look around and yeah. um, notice what's going on around yep. you. As you drive, be perceptive of who's walking on the sidewalk beside you. If you don't have a stoplight, we pick up our phone and we check our email or we check a text thread or we do yep. something to stoplight. What if you looked around? Maybe uh, God would use you today in a, a different environment. So we're going to get to a break. We'll be back to close out the show. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, the Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. 
Imagine what Brevard County could be like if we would minister to the homeless and those suffering from life-controlling behaviors. Please join Overlook Ministries at our annual Fiesta Dinner on October 19th at 7 p.m. in the East Coast Christian Center Avenue to see how you can make a difference. Once again, that's October 19th at 7 p.m. in the East Coast Christian Center Avenue. The need is great and the time is now. We want to be a church that's focused on God, focused on the people on the inside, and focused on the people on the outside. Love God, love the church, love people, because we're building a life-giving church that lasts. East Coast Christian Center. Join us every weekend, Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 a.m. East Coast Christian Center is located at 680 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, call 452-1060, extension 100. That's 452-1060, extension 100. Or visit us online at eccc.us. That's eccc.us. East Coast Christian Center, building a life-giving church that lasts. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. You know, as I, as I mentioned, uh, looking around and kind of walking slow, I just, uh, Pastor Dan mentioned that I'd been traveling. We were in Guatemala City, and um, as you come out of the airport there, uh, typically, like many third world countries, there's people there asking for stuff and kind of begging for, you know, some change, yeah. some coins and stuff. Children, and crippled people, I, all that stuff. I was reminded that about 10 years ago, I was on a trip there, and uh, we were in a big 15-passenger van, and uh, I was in the back of the van towards the back with a bunch of youth, and we look over and we see people kind of begging, and this is m- many people's first missions trip, and so we're kind of, you know, looking and just being perceptive, coming right out of the airport in our first experience, and um, up in the front seat, in the passenger side in the front seat, uh, one of our one of our other leaders was there and uh, and looked over and just went, man, that guy's not even trying. Why, why did he say that? Well, because everyone else, there was a bunch of kind of beggars moving around yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that. And he was what? Sitting there? Yeah, he's just sitting there. You know, huh. this guy's just on the ground sitting wow. down. Well, what he didn't recognize was this guy didn't have any legs. And so oh he was gosh. sitting there and it was what he, he was doing everything he could do to yes. try to, you know, try to meet a need in his family's life. And so. But this guy didn't see it. He didn't see it. He didn't perceive yeah. it. And so I just challenge you today, look around, look around and uh, maybe not be critical of what That's isn't right. happening and uh, maybe be honored to be a part of what is yeah, happening. Yeah, we can't see used. it all, so never judge somebody else. Yeah. God bless. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.